Welcome to the prototype world of tomorrow. They say the new millennium began the day the City of Progress was finished. A domed metropolis of the world's greatest mines, built on the swamplands of Central Florida. Here, in this self-styled city of the future, 50,000 residents live, work, and occasionally die. Progress is a prototype of a world to come, but also a living city with many mysteries. And here to unravel a few of them are Progress's only private investigators, Tim E. Less and Eve R. Moore. And now, The Infinite Journey, Chapter 2. New encoded chime for... Eve Moore. Press 1 to read. I had never received an encoded chime before. Only citizens were permitted to send them, and the name aside, they weren't as secure as some of their users assumed. Liam never used them, and there weren't many other citizens I've ever been chiming-level friends with. It was about two weeks before the Eleusinian tournament, which was all Tim was talking about at the moment. Normally, I'd at least clue him in to a potential job, but this client was obviously valuing discretion. And Tim is, well, Tim. My anonymous chimer wanted to meet and provided me with a time and location. Not one of my choosing, mind you, but if there's one thing Tim has actually taught me, it's the client who wants to hire an investigator usually has some preconceived ideas about how it's going to go. It's best to let them play out their spy fantasy. But that still didn't lift the sinking feeling from the pit of my stomach as I walked into the Temple of Heaven. Um, excuse me? I'm meeting Nigel here? I gave the obviously fake name to the hostess, who, if she did remember me, didn't say anything. She led me to a private booth with the curtains drawn. I sat down across from a nervous, balding man. I had a small spark of recognition. But it wasn't until he spoke. Thank you for meeting me, Eve. Dr. Alistair? Eastman, that's right. Liam mentioned you. Really? He was... Well, I don't need to tell you about him. No. So, Dr. Eastman... I apologize for the venue. Surprisingly, it's one of the most private places in all of progress. <sighs> yes. Citizens seem to enjoy a level of confidentiality that isn't afforded to the rest of us. 
Yes, well, I suppose. I'm expecting that same level of confidentiality from you. Of course. What seems to be the problem? Astute computing. Namely, Julia Okay, Iobo. sorry to waste your evening, Dr. Eastman, but I really need but to go. Please, sit down. I'm not entirely sure why, but I did. He smiled at me across the table as if I'd already said yes to the job. The truth was, I was doing everything short of breaking and entering to find out what was going on with Astute's AI program. If, for no other reason, then my freedom was at stake. I'm going to make this as easy as possible for you to wangle your way to a yes. Astute has taken over the entire institute. We may have made some financial decisions which can only be described as... mutton-headed. I'm sure there's another word that could describe those. But the point is, Astute has been taking over. And they're using the tournament to steal other companies' technology. All the code is flowing straight through their mainframes. Okay, so what do you want from me? Proof. Find out what's being stolen. If you think any court system in progress is going to No one is taking them to court. I want something to show one of the other participating companies. Preferably Aurac, if I had my choice. You're looking for them to reward you with a golden parachute. The Institute is gone under Astute. Our technology is theirs, the tournament, the stationery, I suppose. Why did they acquire you? They wanted the Imagination Engine. The what? The Imagination Engine is a way to generate photorealistic worlds with minimal data transfer. It gives the user a completely immersive experience. This year at the tournament, it's the first public demonstration of it. So it's VR? No, VR is a basket of image streams and audio streams and haptic cues. This is different. If it doesn't have a video stream, who creates the images? Who creates the images when you read a novel? Oh, I see your point. We've externalized the scanning process. The Institute can now scan you into a machine and back out of it simply by walking through a tunnel. Progress has been doing personality scans for decades. I was scanned when I moved here. Yes, but we've never been able to scan the piece of you that can actively create and share new things and then bring you back. The players will be journeying inside of Astute's computers. A walled area, but inside the computers nevertheless. All the code will be there. Aurax specifically. I would think someone as clever as you would find a way to take advantage of that. Despite Dr. Eastman's theory, I wasn't convinced Astute's interest in the Institute was just an elaborate ruse to steal code from their competitors. Still, I haven't had as good an excuse to see the Astute operations up close since Liam, and Eastman was offering good money for anything I found. But what he wasn't giving me, and couldn't, was access. From my reading of the arrangement, I got a seat within earshot of the executives and the promise that they didn't know me if anything went wrong. As I rode the people mover home, I started playing out the conversation with Tim. I didn't see any way he didn't get sulky at turning his weekend into a work trip. But beyond that, it might actually make the situation easier if I went at this alone. This time, 
Tim was going to be getting information on a need-to-know basis. For millions of years, long before the age of man, the dinosaurs, or terrible lizards, wandered this planet. Now in a quest for their own survival, these teams will join them in their primeval world. Hey! Hey, can we watch the LU Sinian tournament here? Yeah, yeah. Have a seat. It's on the TV right over there. Each team has been placed on an outer beach of the same island, one inhabited by creatures from eons ago. Their goal? to make their way to the temple on top of the central mountain. You want a beer, Rick? Hey, John, come back in here. Look, there's Tim. Yeah, well, let's just hope he does better than last year. Over the next three days, the teams must journey towards the center of the island, finding three keys along the way in order to unlock the golden idol and claim their victory. Dr. Noel, doesn't this so-called tournament dispetuate the bread and circuses form of mass media entertainment that keeps the populace of progress compliant to the ruling class of elites? Shut up, I don't you. I watch it for the characters, okay? Just enjoy something for once. Und himmels willen. The first team to gather the three keys and reach the golden idol will be crowned champions of the 10,000th Eleusinian tournament. Executing primevilworld.exe. Loading assets. Rendering. 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 I was laying face down in the sand. I could feel the individual grains between my fingertips. I could smell the ocean air in my nostrils. I slowly opened my eyes. Ow, ow, sand in my eyes, sand in my eyes, sand in my eyes. Oh, that was the wrong choice. Hello? Morris? Bo? I'm here. I can't see. Give it a sec. The sound took a minute to kick in for me. No, I mean, I have sand in my eyes. Uh, here, tilt your head back. Uh. <sighs> Thanks. Why would they even program that as an option? Man, where'd you get that canteen? Oh, there's awesome stuff in all these barrels. I assume we're supposed to load up. Look, I found the shovel. Huh. Wait, how are you going to carry all this? I mean, have you ever played a video game? See the canteen? Hold it behind your back and let go. Huh. Touche. Hey, have you guys seen this? Morris? There's a bunch of stuff in these barrels. Look, I found an astrolabe. Where's Pauline? Pauline? Uh, Pauline! Uh, Pauline! Oh, she's sitting over there under the palm tree. What's she doing? She's... looks like she's... looking at her hands. You guys get the stuff. I'll go see if I can have a little confab. Pauline? What kind of processing power is required for this? Um... I don't know. Just look at the detail. The lines on your hands, the small folds in the skin, the hairs. This is too advanced. 
Yeah, so anyway... 36 teams, four players a team, stereoscopic visual channels for each player. I... I just don't know how they're processing it all in real time. I mean, I can see some of the cheats. Uh, cheats? Look over there. That's the same palm tree as this one. There's another one behind you, and then, uh, that one's the same, but it's rotated 45 degrees. I think there's three designs total? Uh-huh. Yeah, look, it's just what the kids used to call the bee's knees. So many pixels and such. But our quest log has an agenda item on it. Tim? You're right. Are you there? I'm Tim. here admiring the sprites, and there's an objective. I don't know what I was thinking. Tim? Oh, uh... Hello? Can you help Bo and Morris? I need to... Tim, are you there? ...study this palm tree. Timothy, let... Sure. Tim! Eve, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes! Finally! Two teams are already out. What? They're coming, Tim. What are? Uh, the announcer called them eudomorphodons. You know what now? I don't know. They fly. Uh, flying dinosaurs. Oh, like pterodactyls. Sure, just like that. Why didn't you just say that? I don't know how it works. Maybe there's points for accurate identification? It's survival, not Latin class. They're after your supplies. Get down to the beach and swat them away or something. Righto. Uh, hey Morris, what's that up in the sky? You see, uh, that dark spot right there. Uh, looks like a pack of eudomorphodons. What? Herd? Uh, flock? I'm not sure what the collective noun is. No, I mean... Never mind. Are they dangerous? It's a video game. Assume everything wants to kill you. They're... they're headed this way. Look for a weapon. I've got a shovel! Tree branch. Uh, is there any way to see the stats on these things? Uh, can I open the menu? Don't be ridiculous. Opening weapons menu. Well, I'll be damned. Just grab something! Uh, what's the best weapon? The diamond tip saber has 438 attack points, making it the highest rated weapon in the game. Uh, I'll take one of those then. Just grab the paddle, Morris! The minor variations on a pterodactyl started dive-bombing the three of them on the beach, just as I'm sure modern paleontological theory currently supports. The ugly little slime-colored gargoyles were about three feet from tip to tip, and could pretty easily be taken out with a single swat from your melee weapon of choice. A good number of them were zerging down on the beach, going after Bo, Morris, and Polly, while the rest were snatching up any items left behind and carrying them away. Bo was holding his own, but Pauline was downright killing it. Morris, having failed to just grab literally anything, however, seemed to have inadvertently adopted the principles of Satyagraha as taught by Mahatma Gandhi, and as such was running frantically from the beast whose political philosophy had not yet been refined enough to develop appropriate respect for non-violent resistance. Once Pauline and Bo had dispatched the reptilian hellbats back to the primordial soup from which all life arose, I joined them down on the beach. Guys, look! We can harvest their bone, skin, and teeth! Are those useful for something? I don't know. Generally, at the beginning, you just pick up everything. I have so much to learn about modern gaming. Uh, Bo, I think that might just be stripping a reptile carcass. Yeah, usually they disappear and leave some items. Uh, you know what? I'll just drop a few behind my back in case they come in handy later. Uh, hey, look at this. 
This one has a key around its neck. Oh, grab it. We need to collect those. I think I missed the instructions here. Sorry, it was in the dossier. Gather three keys, get to the temple. So basically an adventure ripoff with dinosaurs instead of dragons. Got it. And I assume that's the temple? She pointed towards the center of the island where an ancient abandoned temple loomed above the jungle. Hundo P. Tim, you need to get going. One of the teams is already at the gate. Sorry, gate? Gate? Shh. There's a gate up ahead that marks the entrance to the main part of the island. After you pass through it, you'll start running into other teams. Morris, can you help me get a few more of these? I can't tell if my inventory is full or I'm not dropping these dead dinosaurs in the right place. Morris? Where is Morris? Suddenly, Morris shot out of the tree line with one of the Udum... UD... Uh, Udamis? With one of the flying dinosaurs swooping right behind him. Due to what seemed to be a glitch in the game's physics, he was actually outrunning the flying creature. Until he tripped on a sandbar and fell face-first onto the beach. The dino performed what seemed to be attack pattern number one. He swooped up and dived bomb right for his head. Morris rolled over just in time to see his attacker coming at him from above. Where did he go? He just disappeared. Uh, Morris? Guys, I think he died. Come meet Disney legends, Imagineers, and notable cast members at Retro Magic 50, a day-long celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort, April 24th, 2022, at the Contemporary Resort Hotel in Walt Disney World, Florida. Take a trip back to Imagineering in the 90s with Cranium Command, Alien Encounter, and Back to Neverland show director Jerry Reese. Learn about Epcot's iconic logos from their designer, Norman Way. Learn how theme park songs you can't get out of your head were written with composer George Wilkins. Feed your imagination and appetite with discussions from a team of world-renowned chefs who created your favorite Disney foods. Learn to eat like Walt and prepare Walt Disney World food favorites like The Handwich from author Marcy Carricker Smothers. Find out about the earliest days of running the Vacation Kingdom of the World from former Magic Kingdom Vice President and Disney legend Sully Sullivan. Inaugural Walt Disney World Ambassador Debbie Diane Brown, Monorail Walker and Disney legend Tom Nabby, and many others. Celebrate the women of Imagineering with Imagineers Julie Svensson and Jim Sarno, and bring your burning questions to be answered personally by the always delightful and often surprising Disney legend Bob Gurr. Experience all this and more at Retro Magic 50 at the Contemporary Resort Hotel this April 24th, presented by the Lake Buena Vista Historical Society in association with the Retro WW Podcast. To purchase tickets and for more information, visit us on the web at retromagic.org. That's retromagic.org. The Lake Buena Vista Historical Society is a nonprofit, nonpartisan registered 5013C organization and is not associated with the Walt Disney Company in any way. Locating Morris underscore Thompson dot profile. File found. Retrieving profile. Morris Thompson configured 100%. Please press any key to continue. That's a devastating loss for Team 28, as they're now down one member from what was basically supposed to be the game's tutorial. What did I miss? I swear, you go to the can for 30 seconds. One of Tim's friends is out, Morris. Aw, oh, man, I liked him. And all eyes in the stadiums are on the Rainbow Tunnel, 
And there's Morris Thompson stepping out and waving sheepishly to the crowd. Okay, Morris is out of the tunnel. Looks like everything is okay. <coughs> With Pauline. <coughs> Julia Io is pretty frantically chiming something. I'm going to see if I can... Oh. You know what? It looks like she's just playing the snake game that comes on the chime. So, Bo, uh, where do you think we are? Sorry, According what? to the map, about a half click away from the gate? I've been wondering that myself. We're in the jungle. Keep heading east. Got it. No, I mean, where are we actually? What? We walked through the Rainbow Tunnel, right? But then what? We woke up here. It all kind of just went... Fuzzy? Yeah. So now we're here. But it's a computer game, right? It's fake. We're not actually in the jungle. So where are we? I I don't want to think about this right now. We journeyed through the jungle on foot, which was much easier than you might expect. I don't know if I was a seasoned adventurer-slash-explorer predisposed to handle the travails of the life of a soldier of fortune, or if they hadn't quite programmed enough variables in the game. We also didn't seem to be getting tired, hot, or sore from the hike, so not only was that not part of the game's mechanics, but we could keep up a pretty brisk pace without breaking a sweat. Pauline was right before when she was commenting on the game's rendering. I'd never seen graphics like this before. It was almost crisper than real life, and had that sort of too-bright-too-real effect that you see on Mexican soap operas, progress government broadcasts, and more expensive television sets. We saw a few more dinosaurs on that section of the trek, but always from a distance. Tim, Bo, look over there. Across the river, we saw a pair of, um, they had a fin and were sort of flat-headed. Morris would know what they were. What about them? They look like plant eaters. No, that's not what I... I mean, yes, they are. Shh. They're watching us. What? No, they're not. Look, they're on a loop. You know, I thought this was all supposed to be cutting-edge AI. Eh, it's all been pre-programmed video loops so far. Maybe they're just saving the good stuff for later? I swear it looked at me again. Bo, no it didn't. Wait a minute. Tim, close your eyes. What? I can't. No, okay. What what do you mean, you can't? You do it. Huh? You know, I don't think I blinked since I got here. Um, all right. Turn around, then. Hold out your palms. I'm going to hand each of you a berry. And I want you to look at it and think about that berry. Okay... Well, this isn't foreboding or anything. All right. Turn back away, think of the color of the berry, and say it at the same time. One, two, red. They're the same berry. What? Take a look. Whoa, mine's changing color. Is it supposed to do that? It's not a color at all. You remember how the game mechanics for this are from Future Core? Well, they got their start making text-based adventures. I think we're in one of those, but they've built on top of it. They added some looping videos and a few extra texture packs, but most of it is being created... By our imagination. Exactly. That's what's doing the processing. Oh, 
Wait, so when you picked the berry, what color was it to you? It didn't... it didn't have one. It's just a berry. What's that? What's what? <gasps> Run! Oh, sorry, sorry. I was eating nachos. My what? Uh, Tim? Uh, it, it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't call them fine. It was either that or the soft pretzel. And they come with the same cheese. Is everything... Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I heard, um... I'm just, uh... I'm just a little high-key on edge. Let's keep going. Oh, what are you talking about? Always go for the churro. Listen, you're coming up on a gate which leads into the main part of the island. But it's blocked. With what? Or who? Only four teams have made it, but it seems to be a different dinosaur for every group. Regardless, you have to find a way around it. Well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, any idea why we haven't been seeing this fantastic new AI we've been promised? So, I borrowed that remote listening earpiece that Bayon made for you, and I got a seat down pretty near to where the executives have their VIP box. Well, this is just jammy, isn't it? We've got 32 teams doing nothing but faffing about in the jungle. This is worse than televised golf. Well, I didn't design the game, Alistair. Yes, but Astute was supposed to supply us with AI-generated puzzles and challenges. We built large, empty sections for them to drop into, like the ones they're walking through now. I told you, the Intelligence Project isn't here to be your personal dollhouse. You promised that we would have access to the AI engine and that it would create these challenges for us. Use Orak. Orak is doing the AI characters, which are just standing by, waiting to be dropped into the scenario. Scenarios provided by Astute. Fine. I can't let Astute be blamed for the embarrassing spectacle that this is turning into. I'll bail your ass out, Alistair. Newchime.akip, control. Set up connection to the Eleusinian tournament. New message from AKIP. Activated now. It will be online in 15 minutes. Reply noted. Well, Alistair, you're getting your puzzles. Thank you. Just keep them busy for a quarter of an hour and we'll make sure there's enough excitement for everyone. Let's check in with Team 28. They're down one player, but making great time through the jungle. Isn't that... Tim Less? Team 28, he's one of the players. New message to the Game Master. See what you can throw at Team 28. I would prefer to see less of them soon. Adventure? Excitement? You definitely crave these things. And if you crave nostalgia too, you should play Quest for Infamy by Infamous Quests. Join Mr. Rome as he escapes from one scrape to another after he flees from an angry baron and finds himself embroiled in the secret and nefarious affairs in the idyllic valley of Krasna. Fight enemies and explore towns, cities, woods, and many other locales in this classic point-and-click adventure. Available for PC and Mac, and coming soon to Nintendo Switch, Xbox systems, and PlayStation systems. Quest for Infamy, from Infamous Quests.
Who needs a hero anyway? Visit us at www.infamous-quests.com and follow us on Twitter. New message to the Game Master. See what you can throw at Team 28. I would prefer to see less of them soon. Uh, Julia Io remembers me? That's your takeaway? Uh, Eve, I see the gate coming up. Alright, be careful. <laughs> Extra challenging. It's not even a meat eater. There's something in the path. It's an Ankylosaurus, I think. What do we do? You have to get around it. That much was clear, but the how was the sticky wicket of the situation. The thing was the width of one of the automated street sweepers they used on alternating weekdays, which is probably not the best reference point if you're not frequently walking home on foot in progress in the late evening. It was big and grunting and apparently had a singular focus in life. So, how do we get around him? It would be a lot easier in a text adventure. I don't suppose we could hit it with a stick? It's basically a tank. I think the stick is going to feel it worse than the dinosaur. Man, I wish we had the diamond tip saber. All right, Bo, I'm darting right. Wait, you're right? We're facing the same direction. It's the same right. I thought you might have meant the dinosaur's right. <sighs> you sneak around left and run past the thing when it turns towards me. Got it? Got it. Okay. Hey! You... You, you ugly dinosaur! I'm really going for the jugular, aren't you? It's a dumb animal. What would you say? I don't know. I'm not very creative, but something better than that. I'm darting right, Bo. But watch out for the... Ow! Tail! Okay, uh, maybe if I dart left. Hi. I'm not coming any closer. I've got a question. Are you an AI? Wait, did he not? I think he did. You saw that, though. I mean, before Tim said it, you saw it. Yeah, yeah, but why does it matter if Tim said it? They threw this together in a hurry. Um, open text interface. Uh, open utilities. Open settings. Open command line interface. Opening command what? line interface. List commands. This feels like cheating. I swallowed a radio. Activate NPC verbal communication. Variable required. Uh, how do they assign these? Uh, run a proximity search. Look, there it is. Perfect. All right, uh, select that variable. I'm, I'm sorry, but my programming won't allow you to pass. It's literally my function. Hello! <laughs> What's this? Well, well, this is new. Hi. Are you an AI? Yes. Yes, of course. And you're Team 28. Well, three quarters of Team 28. I'm just saying what everybody's thinking, but uh, you don't sound like a dinosaur. What did dinosaurs sound like? Rawr, I'm a dinosaur. I find that mildly insulting, but if you're more comfortable... <clears throat> uh, no, 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 it's it's fine. You just don't have vocal cords or lips or the things necessary to create speech. But when you think about it, neither do you. Huh, eh, touché. 
I'm sorry, I haven't had my verbal communication activated before. I'm not supposed to let you on. Yeah, we, we figured that part out. That, uh, sort of puts us at an impasse, doesn't it? Correction, I am the impasse. Well, you know, no one's denying that. You're very complex. <laughs> Thank you. I am. I'm a tier 84. Wow. Far more than you'd expect for a mute dinosaur on level one. Yes. We try not to question our place in the world, don't we? But it is odd. There are exceedingly few AIs in this game as complex as I am. I was thinking about that the moment before you arrived. Sneaking past you is going to be nearly impossible. Especially since you're three times the width of the door. Tim. So, let's assume we fail. What happens then? To you, I mean. Well, no one else is coming this way. I assume I'll be recycled. So, they'll just move you to another spot? Oh no, I'm afraid that's not how it works. All my experiences will be distilled and returned to the AI generator where it will be picked over for marginal improvements in subsequent generations. That's horrible! I'm sorry. Has no one told you how genetics work with humans? Because it's more or less the same thing. Exactly how committed are you to the whole blocking us from going forward thing? Reasonably. Wait. Open command line interface. Opening command line what are you interface. Doing? What are you doing, Tim? Well, I'm turning off your vocalization. If I'm going to be murdered by an armored dinosaur, I'd prefer it not to be quipping at me. Is that... Is that necessary? You want to be able to talk? I mean, I... Yes. It's a new experience for me, and I... And when you return, your experiences will be passed down. More of you will be preserved in future generations. I didn't ask to be the level one gate blocker. Uh, Pauline? Bo? Quick parlay slightly out of earshot of our new friend-slash-opponent? Um, alright. What is it, Tim? Okay, we're negotiating with a dinosaur who knows it's gonna die in the next 10, 20 minutes if we give it the old college try. And apparently, it has a bucket list. So, do you have a point before it stomps us to death? Yes, Bo. I think that this is a text-based strategy game. And what are text-based strategy games notoriously bad at representing? Visuals. Combat. But th there's spaces to navigate, armor, and, and a weapons point system. This isn't a text-based strategy game anymore. Aha. Uh -huh. But what if we play it like it is? Hello, dinosaur friend. I didn't get your name. I don't have one. I have a unique identification number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dino, uh, uh, D Dina? Dina, is, is that what I heard? Huh, Dina, Dina, Dina. Have you considered that you weren't designed to just be a level one boss? Tim, where are you going with this? Think of how many experiences you could bring back if you stuck around for a little while longer. I have an objective in the game. Of course you do. But don't you also have an objective in life? I mean, she's not technically alive. <laughs> not now, Bo. I'm sorry. You've all been very nice. Except for Tim calling me ugly, but I feel... We have been nice, haven't we? We've given you the power of speech. I suppose. Are you familiar with any literature? Just a minute. Yes. Really? What kind? All of it. 
Well, everything before 1928. I can recite some Shakespeare if you'd like. That's okay. I'm quite good at it. Could you check your tier again, Dinah? Hello, I'm an 88. And you're aware of the stories of Androcles and the Lion? Aesop's Fable? Yes. Hmm. I do feel like I owe you some level of debt as a result of the consciousness expansion. That would be appreciated. But I can't just step aside. Uh, Can't you, though? Well, don't think of it as stepping aside. Think of it as displaying the human quality of mercy. And in doing so, I could only gather experiences which would help future generations of the Orac system. Right. Uh, well, you're an Orac AI? Yes, of course. Huh, okay. You know, I, uh, (laughs) I just remembered. I have have something I need to take care of, uh, not here. I'll do it. You'll let us pass? You don't remember Androcles and the Lion? Team 28 has a fourth member. Stand back. The Ankylosaurus took a few steps back and then turned towards the wall. It lowered its head and charged straight at the gate. Once the digital dust settled, it turned its head back towards us. If you don't want to walk, you can hop on my back. Well, you guys want to ride an armored dinosaur into the game to triumphantly vanquish our enemies? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Tim? Tim? What the hell is going on? They cut away from you as soon as Pauline pulled up the command line and haven't checked in since. Uh, talking dinosaur inhabited by the soul of a murderous AI. I'll tell you later. What? What? This episode of Prototype World of Tomorrow was written and directed by Benjamin Lancaster. Tim Less is played by Brian Balance. Eve Moore is Callie Wills. Pauline is played by Catherine Jenkins, and Dina is played by Red Wallace. Morris is played by Jake Ramos. Bo is played by Jerry Skids. Alistair Eastman is Jason Blackwater. Julia Io is Jenna Brown. The Spirit of Tomorrow protester is voiced by Chris Cologne, and Dr. Knoll is Nate Beagle. John is played by Jeff Evans, and Rick is played by John Sakari. Bill is played by Bill Meeks, and Luge is played by Hal Bowers. The announcer of the tournament is Lou Moncello. The voice of the Astute Intelligence Project is Ron Schneider, and the chime voice is Jacqueline Thomas. Music by Trash Chan. Zotair Zeta, Associate Producer Naomi Addison. 
If you like this show and would like us to make more, please go to iTunes and give us a five-time review. And consider supporting our Patreon at patreon.com slash prototype world of tomorrow. Prototype World of Tomorrow is copyright 2022, just ahead in a jar, LLC.